Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Indirect Vision Podcast. Today, we are going to be speaking with Andrew Sawyer, a D1 dental student at Midwestern University from Glendale, Arizona. He's the current activities coordinator in the student government and also the co-host of this podcast. Thank you, Andrew, for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Kyle. I'm excited to talk with you. Why don't you go ahead and start off by just telling us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so I am a local here in Arizona. I grew up in Glendale, Arizona, and then I attended Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California for four years, and now I'm back here in Glendale going to dental school. Um, So I currently live with my parents, which is nice financially, and um, I'm also a pizza delivery guy and soccer referee, and yeah, that's... That's about it, really, as of now. Awesome. So it sounds like you have a lot of outside commitments um, besides school that you're, yeah. that you're trying to follow through with. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that, and how are you balancing all of those extra commitments with school? Yeah, so, I, so as you said, it's a lot of commitments. And the way that I balance it really... Um, is by kind of having the same schedule every single week. And that's nice. Mm-hmm. One of the best things about Midwestern is that the calendar is uh, placed on Canvas months in advance, and then it's pretty much the same thing every week. Every Tuesday we have our test, every Wednesday we have our quiz, and every Friday we have our practical or a presentation or something like that. So it's easy to just kind of fit things into my schedule once a week. So I deliver pizzas on Friday and Saturday nights. I never have anything else going on Friday and Saturday nights. Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings I help out with church. Sunday afternoons I help out with a youth group. So I never have anything else going on on Sundays. And then I just put all my studying around those different events. And then with student government and this podcast, um, the only extra time commitment really are like a once a month event for SGA or a once a quarter event, which I plan with my uh, with Buddy, the pers- uh, the other activities coordinator, and um, with this podcast, we're pretty much going to interview people during lunches, so. It's already a time when I'm taking a break, so mm-hmm. you just have to you have to figure out your schedule and then just insert here, insert different events, weekly events in your ske- in your calendar. And I'm a huge advocate of Google Calendar because mm-hmm. then you can just have the have an event repeat every week and nothing changes. So it seems like a lot but really it's not that much because everything's so consistent so yeah that's true the calendar here is really helpful <clears throat> so tell us a little bit more about um your work at Barrows. how long have you been there so i've been working at Barrows pizza which is my favorite place in arizona for pizza FYI. <laughs> i've been working there for about a year and a half now and I think personally it's the ideal job to have in school. I wish I had done it in undergrad um, because it's lucrative 
it's flexible, and it's super easy. You just drive around, hand people pizzas, they give you money, you make hourly money, you make money for every house you deliver to in the form of a delivery fee, and you can listen to podcasts or lectures or YouTube videos while you drive, and so you're not only making money, but you're also learning, and so it's kind of like the best of both worlds, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of have a break from everything else, so... And it's a good crowd of people, so it's it's really nice and convenient. So, mm-hmm. for sure. So, for those of you that don't know what Barros is, it's a pizza chain in here here in Arizona. Um, really well known, highly respected by some, despised by others. Uh, <laughs> very few people despise it. Very few people, but those few people that don't like it, they, they'll let you know that it's not. I think actually... Um, Only New Yorkians yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Because they're, they have their own New York pizza. And I don't know if any pizza is as good as New York. Yeah, for sure. But if you're ever in, in the valley here, I highly recommend it. Um, Andrew, so what, what would you say is your favorite pizza there? I have five favorite pizzas. Okay, so I like the barbecue chicken. I like the um, hot wing pizza, the white pizza. Um, man, the mega meat, which is actually probably my very favorite. And the Kona pizza, which is like a sweet pizza. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think every dental student should be delivering pizzas if they don't have a family and if they're single. <clears throat> I think every dental student who's taking on loans should be delivering pizzas. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good segue into what I wanted to talk about next. You already touched on this a little bit, um, but just so we get a more clear understanding of, of the way you th- think about things and why you're, why you're working so much. Um, what got you into working in the first place? Because, you know, dental school is demanding. You're already doing a lot of other activities. Um, how do you think, or why do you think that working during school has helped you and is beneficial? Mm. Um, so, first of all, uh, it's nice to make money. And I actually, with this job, I'm able to put down $200 towards my loan every single week just with the money I make from pizza working two days a week eight hours or four hours on Friday four hours on Saturday so that by itself is super beneficial and the way I look at it is when other people are going out to Scottsdale and spending time there on Friday and Saturday nights I'm kind of like making money. So, I mean, obviously I'd rather be in Scottsdale hanging out with people, but it's kind of like a sacrifice that I've committed to. Um, Or while other people are like hanging out with their spouses or going on dates, that's when I'm delivering pizzas because I'm single and I don't have a spouse (laughs) or a girlfriend. (laughs) So um, single ladies listening to this, you now know that Andrew is single. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, Don't look up his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just kind of, I, I think it's just really beneficial. And a lot of you, whenever I tell people that I'm able to make $200 a week, uh, 
most people don't believe me, but I will tell you the math right now. I wrote it out. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so... Um, so, you make... The nice thing about pizza is that you make income from three different sources. You make $9 an hour from the store, okay? And then you make $2.50 for every house you deliver to. And you deliver to an average of three houses. So $2.50 times three is seven fifty. Three houses per hour? Per hour, okay. on average. Mm-hmm. And then, that I deliver in a pretty affluent area. So I deliver at the Barrows on fifth, on Happy Valley and Lake Pleasant Parkway, which is northwest of Midwestern. And there are a lot of very nice houses up there. And the average tip is five dollars so if you delivered at five dollars or to three three houses an hour that's fifteen dollars so if you add nine plus seven fifty plus fifteen that's a total of thirty two dollars an hour and if you only deliver for two three four hours that adds up so for example i worked last night for two hours and just in tips just in tips I made $55. And then, so two hours times nine is 18. And then I delivered to 10 houses. So that's um, $25 in delivery fees. So what's that math, Kyle? Do you know? 55, so 60, 80. So I made $98 in two hours. Wow. Um, and then on Saturday, I made a hundred. Saturday, I worked four hours, and I made a hundred and sixteen. We'll just say a hundred and fifteen dollars in tips. Um, I delivered to fifteen houses, so that's fifteen times two fifty, twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, here. It's like thirty seven. You're right, 37.5. 37.5. And then um, for four hours, so that's um, $36. So what's 115 plus 37 plus 36? Uh, let me go ahead and pull my calculator up here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. 115 plus 37 plus 36, 188. 188. So this weekend alone, um, I made over $250 in two days in six hours. So I have to admit, though, I got a lot of good tips this weekend. So that's the exception. It's not the norm. The norm is the math I did earlier. But it's very lucrative, and I'm able to listen to lectures as I drive so it's not like I'm just not using my brain I'm actually able to study and retain information as I drive so it's not a total waste of time so that's that's how I'm able to do it and that's why I think every dental student should do it but if if you're single and if you're willing to make a sacrifice of kind of like having no life <laughs> mm-hmm. that's up to you so yeah, that's that's awesome that you're able to do that. Um, have you done the math how the interest works out on your loans? Are you able to 
completely pay off the interest every month with this job, with this one source of income, or have you found that? So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great question. So, I took out sixty thousand um, dollars for the first two quarters, and I already paid off all that interest, and I've already made payments towards my um, principal. But now I just took out another thirty thousand dollar loan, so I'm working on that interest, but. I mean, I'll definitely have it all paid off by then. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I didn't mention is that the one downside about pizza is that you have to pay for your own gas and you have to pay for car insurance and maintaining your car. And so, so I kind of, I kind of, the way I account for that is I subtract kind of $5 per hour from my total. So Mm -hmm. really with gas and stuff really it's not $32 an hour it's more $27 an hour 27 so, though is still good compared to maybe working retail or you know flipping burgers so yeah that's, and you get free pizza so that's <laughs> always a plus yeah um so tell us a little bit more I want to switch gears now and talk about um I mean, you mentioned that you live with your parents and that that's very helpful financially. For anyone out there that is going to a school where, in a city where they're from and they have that option of living with their parents, talk about the pros and cons for us about that situation. Um, yeah, that's a great question. So there's a lot of pros and there's a few cons. Um, but there might be more cons depending on your relationship with your parents, but my parents are really chill and they don't really care what I do, so I don't have any cons there. But the pros, um, I think there might be more pros in my situation the most because I live really close to Midwestern. It's about a 10-minute drive, um, and I'm able to listen to podcasts on the way to and from school, which is nice. Um, My dad is actually retired, and one of his favorite hobbies is cooking so he cooks breakfast he cooks dinner and he always makes a ton of dinner so I always have leftovers for lunch so basically I never cook and he's on a diet with my mom and so they've actually so I only have healthy options too so it's not like I'm the only time I eat unhealthy is when I'm delivering pizzas or when I'm studying for basic sciences and have access to vending machines mm-hmm. and the cafeteria. Um, it's also nice just not having to worry about a roommate um, and having like just all the things at home and not having to pay for things like groceries. My dad has a nice espresso machine that I visit very often. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the cons, though, are... Um, I guess when you live in the apartments with all your classmates, it's nice to have other dental students around that you can like bounce ideas off of or like go hang out. Um, that's part of the reason why I got into activities for that's part of the reason why I did the activities coordinating for SGA so I can plan events and stuff and get to know people so yeah 
not many cons, a lot of pros. Mm -hmm. Would you say that living at home affects the way you study? Do you study just by yourself at home, or do you tend to stick around on campus and study with others? Yeah, so something I learned about myself in college is that I do not do well studying in the place that I live. So I never study at home, except at like 3 a.m. in the morning, the morning of the basic science test. Then I'll, I'll study a little bit at home. But that's it. But no one's awake. But I, uh, something that's very beneficial for me is finding someone who you study, study well with the night before the test. Um, and Daniel Shouten, who's basically a genius in my book, <laughs> we study together on Monday nights for four or five hours and just talk about it. And every single test I've studied with Daniel, with the exception of one, I've got A's on. So, and then the one that I didn't get an A on, it was... They were just new professors, and I don't know. I guess we didn't study as hard as we used, we used to. So it was a fluke. That's all. It was, it was. a fluke. Yeah. It was it was like a Monday we had off, and it didn't seem like hard material. So our whole routine was messed up. I'm a very routine kind of guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, it's very beneficial to study with someone. And when I'm not, the the other days. I'm studying in the quiet study room on campus, or I like to study, this is weird, but sometimes I study in my car in the parking lot of Thunderbird Mountain. So for study breaks, I can actually, I'll have my iPod and I'll I'll have my iPad and I'll just read through the notes. And then every lecture, I'll just go take a little hike in Thunderbird Mountain. Um, And I have like a little fan that I'll blow against, that I'll turn on. Some people may think it's weird, but honestly, like, it's been key to um, dental school for me. Just having a quiet place with no distractions, close to a place of exercise mm-hmm. in nature. I, I think it's super helpful. Yeah, that's for sure helpful. Um, I mean, just getting out in, in the fresh air and mm-hmm. moving around, you know, we... We learn in basic science you don't want to sit around too long. You no. <laughs> you want to prevent those thrombosis yeah. events from happening. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about SGA. You're the activities coordinator. It's a, it's a leadership position. Um, you, you do a lot of, you know, short public speaking events where you're giving announcements to the class and you're mm-hmm. organizing events and you're kind of the, you know, the party planner. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your reasoning behind applying for that? Why did you pick that position particularly? Um, and how do you think it's helping you prepare for your future? Mm. So, activities coordinator, I think, is a great position for someone who is from the area and knows the fun things to do in Arizona. Um, So that's part of the reason why I was attracted to this position. And I found out in undergrad that if I'm not involved, then I don't flourish. So I knew that about myself. So I came into dental school 
knowing that I needed to get involved in order to do my best in dental school. So honestly, I just I just knew I wanted to get involved in something. And um, activities coordinator has been really awesome, and I've been really happy with it. So yeah, that's great. And um, so you you're from the area. You live with your parents. Um, <clears throat> did the prospect of, of sticking around your hometown, living with your parents, having, you know, the, the financial help from them and, um, and other things like that, did that influence your decision on which school you wanted to go to, or tell us a little bit more about <laughs> that story, your whole application. Yeah, it was a huge motivator for me. Midwestern was my number one choice initially because of the location. Um, I wanted to stay in Arizona because I knew dental school was super expensive and there aren't any in-state schools in Arizona, so I wouldn't get public. Um, there, there's no school I could have attended where I'd receive um, um, in-state tuition. So I justified going to Midwestern because I'd be saving on money. I'd be saving on like rent and food expenses. But then I, I actually went on LinkedIn and contacted one to five people from the eight schools I was applying for and emailed them, called them, texted them, met with them for coffee, and just asked them questions about the school. And out of all the people I interviewed from every school, the alumni or students that I interviewed, like the current students, the students and alumni from Midwestern Arizona were by far the most appreciative of Midwestern Arizona. And then I visited the school, I interviewed at the school, and I saw all the benefits in terms of the clinic, in terms of the patient population. And honestly, I would have chosen Midwestern even if I didn't have my parents here. So initially, my main motivation was location. And then once I learned more about the school and compared it to the conversations I had with other students and alumni from other schools, it was just perfect, ideal. So, yeah, that was kind of like my decision process, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, in our last couple minutes here, um, we're going to switch gears and talk about something a little bit unrelated, but that Andrew has told me is very important. Um, it's called Dental Town. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know much about it, so go ahead, Andrew, and, and what is Dental Town? Uh, why do you think it's important for dental students and people in the dental field? Um, what are the benefits? Why do you use it? Um, go okay, ahead. so 
everyone knows what Facebook is, right? It's a social media platform. Dental Town, which was actually created before Facebook, is a social media platform for only dentists, dental professionals, and dental students. So the easiest way of thinking about it is the dental or the Facebook for dentists. And then some. So the reason I like, first off, the, the way I found out about Dental Town is by listening to a podcast called Dentistry Uncensored by Howard Ferran, who is the founder of Dental Town, and he actually owns an office in Phoenix, which is really close to us, which I think is really cool, and I'd love to meet him someday. But, um, so Howard made this this social media platform for dentists and I think his primary focus with Dental Town is to make every dentist feel like they're not practicing alone. Because a lot of dentists there's so a lot of dentists have solo offices and um they spend a lot of time with dental assistants and not a lot of time with other dentists. So with this platform, you can reach out and ask questions on the feed and figure out what other dentists are doing, get advice from other dentists. And why is this so beneficial for dental students? It's because they can ask questions to people with years and years and years of experience and learn from them. Um, But something that I didn't mention yet, every dental student should join Dental Town because there are free CE courses over 400 or I think there's there's 450 free CE continuing education courses for dental students. Once you graduate dental school, they cost money. But right now you can get free CE on Dental Town. All you have to do is sign up as a student. Um, and if you think that you're going to graduate dental school and that's it, you don't have to take any more CE, you don't have to learn anymore, I think that's a big mistake and I think you're wrong. As a dentist, <laughs> you're going to have to learn pretty much for the rest of your life because technology changes, um, methods change, materials change, and you're going to have to keep learning. That's actually one of the reasons I like dentistry is that you it's not stagnant. You have to keep learning and learning and learning. And so why not learn for free? Because once you graduate, everything's going to cost money. So take endodontic, take endo classes, take implant classes, take classes that you know nothing about for free while you can, and then take good notes so you can reference them when you're a dentist practicing. So that's why I think every single student should join Dental Town. That's awesome. So um, where can they go to sign up? And is there, is there a system to sign up? Yeah, you just go to dentaltown.com or just type in Town on Google and then click on pretty much the first thing that pops up mm-hmm. and sign in. Make sure you use your school email. Um, yeah, that's it, really. And... 
If you get the chance, if you like podcasts, listen to Dentistry Uncensored. The CEO or the founder of Downtown interviews like five dental professionals every week. And I've learned so much from that podcast. And it's free. And we have a, and we can easily reach out to him too because he lives so close. He also throws out his email address like every other interview, every other podcast. So if you really want to reach out to him, you can email him. So okay. I think, yeah, I think that's a great idea to listen to that and join Dental Town. And just a little disclaimer here, uh, Dental Town and the Dentistry Uncensored podcast are not sponsoring this episode. We just really want to give you guys some good advice um, with things that will help. All right, so uh, last question for you, Andrew, um, to wrap up our episode today. Um, It's the question that we like to end every episode with, um, and that's just, if you could go back to the beginning of your dental school journey and give yourself one piece of advice... What would it be? I would say study hard for that first test because I was kind of slacking off studying like I did in undergrad, which wasn't very hard, and that was my worst grade, (laughs) the very first test. I would just go into dental school, think it's going to be very, very hard, think that first test is going to be super hard study the most of that first test than anything else it wasn't that the material was hard it was just I wasn't used to studying for that volume of information so study hard for that very first test and then it'll then you'll get the hang of it and it'll become easier and easier so yeah just go and hit the ground running when you start dental school mm-hmm. wise words All right. um, For all of you back home, thank you for listening to this episode of the Indirect Vision Podcast.